Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. My goodness. What a nice day we have cooking here on Weekend Gardening. Thank you so much for deciding to make this particular broadcast part of your day, whether it's today or a rebroadcast or an opportunity to bring me along with you somewhere on demand. Um, Oftentimes, the things that I talk about are sort of timeless because it is gardening, and we do the same things pretty much each year at about the same time. This week is rose pruning week, if you want to talk about it. But it's also true that sometimes there are special events that I want you to know about. For example, if you don't know already, the Clinton Community Nature Center in Clinton, Mississippi, is one of the best. And I say that with all my heart because I do love them. And, yes, I did, in fact, used to work there, and I'm a life member. So it's prejudiced, but for a good reason. They're having their plant sale this morning, so get yourself together. It's native plants. I'm happy to say I had a little 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 bit of a hand in putting that together when it first started and it has gone on to become one of the best in this part of the country. So go see them. Um otherwise, this is in fact um uh, I believe National Chicken Wing weekend. Is that the Super Bowl food of choice? It certainly is at my house. And it does involve the thyme and the green onions and all of the stuff that I have in the herb garden. Now, I don't know about your house, but at my place, the temperature is going to slide back down again. So I will be, once again, this is why I grow herbs in containers. I'll be bringing in, even though they would survive, I want them to continue to be fresh and edible. So I'll be bringing in the thyme and the oregano in their pots, um, some of the onions, but not all, and the parsley, just because I, I don't want it to get nipped. I want it to continue to be what I need it to be, especially because I am once again this year using um, Chef Aaron Sanchez's recipe for chicken wings, which is a little different, very sticky, and um, baked. So anyway, I also need the cilantro, and I think I have about three leaves of cilantro. So <laughs> at least I have that covered. But uh, it's a it's a wonderful wonderful opportunity to get together with friends. I understand that everything is um, going to cost more. For those of you who have outdoor kitchens with televisions in them, good for you. This is the perfect occasion for that. Going to be a little chilly, but I think everybody will have a good time now. We're not making predictions here on this particular program, um, but, you know, I'm a tiger at heart all my life, and whatever kind it is, I'm going to root for it. In this case, it's the Bengals. And yeah, 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 he had a little something to do with LSU. And yeah, 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 he's a good guy. But 
I, I have to tell you that I also recognize that the trials and tribulations of being the quarterback for Detroit for a number of years makes Matthew Stafford really motivated to win for Los Angeles. <laughs> so that's my commentary. Sports and horts today on weekend gardening. Another big deal. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can't go anywhere without seeing the red hearts. They're everywhere. It's Valentine's. So what are you doing? You got heart-shaped plants on your agenda, or are you... You need some tips on cut flowers? Let's talk. 888-808-8637. That is the Super Talk call line. 601-879-4395, of course, is the C SPAR text line. Um, and, in fact, uh, he, he's right. Greg has already weighed in today from Nettleton. He says you could not put in an order for a more perfect morning. Not too cool, not too hot. There you go. And Judy, occasionally y'all send me things overnight, so I'm waiting for Judy to weigh in before I go on about this, but she did send some beautiful pictures um, and very illustrative of what's happening to her gardenia, so we will get into that this morning. I've written her a note, and when she texts me back to tell me she's with us, we will get into that and talk about it specifically. I have a few things in the cut flowers maintaining that, that situation for you, and I can talk about that because, of course, um, next Tuesday is the next Tulip Tuesday. It's a program, of course, um, put on by Mississippi Flower Growers in association with the NRCS. And Donnie Yowell is just the, the driving force behind all of that. I'm happy to be there to talk about integrated pest management. So if you're interested in those things or if you're interested in anything else about me and my stuff, um, I have a new way for you to get in touch. And that that really is it's really neat there's a lot of opportunities on link tree slash garden mama there it that gives you everything it gives you the links to all my stuff turned out i had too many things i need to put it all together in one place and link tree is where well it's where the young people are doing that now and trust me it's fine you can go there too thank you very much i appreciate that what about memory do you forget stuff? You put things down. You walk in a room, wonder why you're there. Um, you know, they always say that you can put your car keys in the freezer, but if it if when you find them later you think, oh, well, that's where they belong, you have a different issue <laughs> than just putting your car keys in the wrong place. I don't know if that's true, but it makes sense. Um, lots of work being done about how our brains work. I've been talking about this for months now. It's obviously what they decided to do during the pandemic, every piece of research that could be launched. But I really like this one, and I want you to have it. If you don't hear me say anything else today, please listen to this. When you try to get a memory, if you're trying, for example, um, as I was yesterday, to remember what exactly is in Chef Aaron Sanchez's chicken wings because I haven't cooked them in a year, your brain sifts through stuff. You may think of it as a file cabinet. I, I at times in my life have thought of my brain as the racks in a dry cleaner that go round and round and round and round and round and you eventually have to find the right thought because my thoughts were kind of scattered in those years. It's better now. I know know where the file index is at least. But as you age, everybody will tell you, I can't remember that. What was that again? Tell me what now? Where? You know, those kind of things that that, I know I've been there before, but I don't know how to get there, that kind of stuff. Nothing. I'm not talking about losing your ability to remember. I'm talking about the difficulty in remembering because we're 
turns out, full of stuff. Now, I know that human beings don't use but a very small percentage of their brain. However, the brains of older adults allocate more space to accumulated knowledge. We like our trivia. <laughs> we also have a hard time getting rid of professional information that's in that in there, which I believe is why... At times, I can only remember the scientific name of a plant, and I can't remember its common name because those are the things I had to learn, okay? So it makes your memory retrieval pretty challenging, but it turns out that when you find it, you do remember it. That's what it was, and it comes out and makes sense. (laughs) So I really think that's wonderful. Um, the, The work, Columbia University and Harvard and the University of Toronto, all looking at this stuff, it, it, they believe it is possible that the increased, I love this, binding and richer encodings of older adults may be what, you know, puts this in, puts this into play. So it's just interesting. Oh, goodness gracious, Brian and Meridian is asking me to, to set off a controversy. My wife loves houseplants. In your opinion, what is the prettiest houseplant? I'm thinking there's a Valentine's shopping thing going on here, but I could be wrong. Um, it really depends on how much light you have in your house. If your house is a really bright light, brightly lit room, for example, I like houseplants like calanchos that are succulents that flower. I think that's really fun. They're also available everywhere. If you have a little bit less light than that but you also want to flower, I would go for moth orchids. They need bright light, but they don't need any direct sun at all. If you have not a bright house and you want foliage plants, you're never going to talk me out of a peace lily. You're never going to talk me out of a Dracaena. I love both of those. Uh, but I have to tell you, it really does depend. If, you're, if your habits are that you want to water a little bit every day, go in the direction of the ferns and, the, and the, the tropical foliage plants and just don't put them next to the window because they can take more water than some of these other things. A succulent bowl is always nice if you're somebody who likes to go off on, to work on Monday and come back on Thursday and it looks just the same as it did because it didn't wilt. That's a really good choice. Um, and I, I mean, obviously, I like houseplants. My house is full of them. In fact, there's more light on my houseplants in terms of the windows as well as the supplemental lighting fixtures than there is in the rest of my house. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. But, um, and, and I have to tell you that anything for me, anything that has colorful leaves or flowers, if you have enough light to sustain it, is always going to be more fun in the house. That being said, I personally am collecting mother-in-law's tongues, also called snake plants, because I'm a mother-in-law, and I've decided that I need one of all of them, and there's a bunch, so it gives me a lot to collect. So that's just some ideas that I have, um, and I hope, I hope that helps. I hope some of that helps. One of the things that is going on in our world that, you know, this is the time of year when we go to measure in the uh, the middle of the winter. They, they go to measure, not me, but the scientists go to measure things like glaciers and melt and all the things that, that are happening because in wintertime it's more stable than it is at the other parts of the year. So in the northern hemisphere, this is what they, they end up reporting on at this time. Interestingly enough, we've seen changes – Everybody who happens to have any kind of screen or television or anything has seen the polar bear commercials. And we all understand that their environment has shrunk some and that there are some difficulties for them that are not to be understated. However, they're not the only ones. Um, Our caribou, Santa's reindeer, by the way, if you're in Europe, 
actually make one of the very longest seasonal migrations overland. They're not birds. They don't fly. <laughs> I'm sorry. but Well, the reindeer fly, but only on the 24th and 25th. Okay. So, but the 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 migration over land is tremendous, but they don't all migrate. And so, what we're seeing as the climate is changing is that there are more pockets apparently um, going, depending on the genetic ancestry of that particular individual or group, they do or not, or they do or don't migrate farther or closer or less. In other words, they're changing their behaviors. These um, I had no idea that they were Rangifer tarandus. I love that name. I, I need to use that for something else besides a, a, a caribou. But they were working on the genetic factors influencing migratory behavior with more than 100 female reindeer that live either in the tundra or in the woodlands because some live in one place and some live in others. And what they found is that the changes go in the changes in their brains or in in brain activity but also in the way that they process fat and their metabolism so it makes sense because you couldn't i couldn't migrate that far you know there's some individuals that couldn't go that far because they don't have that particular genetic propensity um I think that's really interesting. Greater proportion of genes from northern in northern ancestry were more likely to migrate farther. Pretty fun. And, of course, the changes in the habitat are a great deal of what affects them. Their food sources are different. We've talked about the, you know, the, the caribou can, can walk farther north or, or, or stop somewhere else. But if, if their food hasn't come with them, if the plants they eat are not there, it's an entirely different situation. Entirely different situation. <laughs> this is great stuff. Y'all are funny on the. By the way, the, the ceasefire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. I have been tempted many times to just get a line for texts so that y'all could text me twenty four seven. I wouldn't look at it probably except two hours a week. But y'all send the funniest stuff that I think I could actually enjoy that a great deal. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I am seriously thinking about it. Well, one of the things that's going on in my garden this particular week is, yes, the rose pruning. And I want to just tell you, nobody's asked yet, but someone will. I want to let you know that you can prune shrub roses now and should. But if you have climbing roses that only bloom once, don't prune them now. Wait until after they bloom to prune them. Once blooming roses, anyway, generally speaking, are better pruned after they flower. But if it's overgrown and you need to prune it, it's okay to do that unless it's a climber. If you start pruning on that climber now, it won't bloom this spring or summer, when it, whichever season it blooms in. There are also some other things to be aware of. Some of the shrub roses like the knockout family, do not respond to heavy pruning as well as some of the olders, the, the, the bourbons and the, the what are called old garden roses, um, generally speaking, are very responsive to pruning. And if you don't prune them, they don't put on enough new growth and they don't bloom properly. So that's something to consider. But it's basically the same kind of pruning that every that we do to everything else, but with a little bit more attention to a thing called the five-fingered leaflet. Obviously, leaves don't have fingers, but when you have that the leaflet that has five parts to it, you want to cut to that point 
at, where, at whatever part of the plant you're cutting to because that's where the next flower buds are going to form. So we can talk about that if you'd like to. This is also the right time to be spraying with horticultural oil, especially if you've had any problems with scale um, or with serious cases of sooty mold that might have been caused by black, by white flies rather on gardenias and things. Those are um, real important to, to deal with now. But one of the most sustainable practices that you can do annually is to spray trees and shrubs and even some perennials with an oil spray in the wintertime to suppress insects and and frankly smother insect eggs and smother some diseases too. So that's something to think about doing while you're out there. If you are in the... um, I don't know. This is one of those things that I found this week. It just that things cross my desk, and I wonder sometimes how it happens. But I guess when you start looking into stuff, you end up looking into more stuff, and that's kind of how this has gone. Um, I'm particularly fascinated with chimpanzees, always have been. And, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about orangutans. I'm not saying anything bad about, you know, every other kind of monkey, but I, I really do – have a, a fondness for chimpanzees and they've always seemed to be you know they're the, the you, generally speaking whether we're sending them into space or we're using them in movies or any of that sort of thing chimpanzees tend to be fairly clever and pick up stuff quickly in the way that we would love for them to do for example um chimpanzees on a trap drum set you know and that kind of stuff it's it's not necessarily what you want to listen to all day but it's an amusing thing now we've got some observations that are just magnificent. In the video, you see Mama looking at the baby's foot. And she's thinking about, hmm, what am I going to do? It's injured. She nurses it. She drills. She fixes it. She gets insects and puts on it, rubs them on there, and gets this thing together, makes a poultice, and treats the wound. Just like your mama would do. Just like my mama would do. I like that. Take care of that baby. And stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. 
At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-213-5757. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Sometimes I own a window like we're going to have much baseball this year if they don't get together pretty soon they won't be able to have um, any spring training and then what are we going to do ah we don't know i guess we'll have to go out and play ourselves i don't know sometimes you know it is important to remember that even the bugs you don't see are going to be a problem for you and this is the point in the year i'm going to say it again for oil spray if you have had bug problems in the summer last year if you've been trying to figure out how you're going to get rid of the sooty mold or the whatever all the other things are it's not necessarily going to be 
the answer, the answer, but it will be one part of the answer, is to treat those plants with a horticultural oil at this time of year while the temperatures are cooperative, okay? Let's go over here. Can you put, oh, he's on the phone. Okay, we're going to talk to Bill in just a minute. First of all, though, interesting question from Clint. Um, Clint wants to know what vegetables he should grow. He's looking to put in a, a garden this spring, and he doesn't want to, you know, it's not a big deal, just what should he, and I, my answer is, what do you like to eat? So if all, if the only vegetable you like to eat is squash, let's grow squash. But on the other hand, if I was going to just do a few things, I would have to do bush beans, squash, and then consider tomatoes. That's that's like in later spring. Early, early spring, if you want to get started right away, you're going to be looking at broccoli and lettuces and all that sort of thing at this time of the year. But again, it's what you like to eat. And that's that's the best way for me to answer that particular question. Let's talk to Bill in Pascagoula. Oh, dear. What's up, Bill? Okay. I have a four-foot-tall decorative picket fence in my backyard. At the end of the driveway is a popcorn tree that's about six feet tall. I've tried to kill that thing, but I've not been successful so me, far. Me too. It's almost like it's got ten lives. It does. <laughs> what can I do with that thing? You have to keep trying to kill it because you live right in the you live in the part of the world that is really choked. With Chinese tallow trees, they're popcorn trees. They're lovely. Their fall color is beautiful, even on the Gulf of Mexico, which is not easy to get in a tree. Which is why they turned out to be so popular. But those popcorns, those white seed pods, literally come up everywhere. We've got places that are choked, waterways that are choked. We've got other independent areas that are, I mean, not not wet areas, but other areas where they've come up to the extent that they've shaded out the native plants underneath. And I know what you mean about it. I there was one in my yard here in central Mississippi when I moved in. And that's more than 20 years ago. I still, there will be one seedling every year that comes up in the flower bed somewhere far away from where the tree was, <laughs> you know. And it, but it takes a long time to actually control it. My suggestion and what I finally did to this one was after I cut it down a few times and dug it up a couple of times, I finally cut it way back one year. Put on, uh, you know, some kind of, I don't even know, some sort of oil thing, oily thing that was going to help to suppress the weeds. But then I covered it up with, like, flower pots and a bird bath. Really? Yeah. I know that thing is hard to deal with. It is, because it is vigorous. And that's that's the reason it was so popular. (laughs) It was easy to grow. It was beautiful. And unfortunately, sometimes when we do that, we end up with something that takes over and is, in fact, considered an invasive on everybody's list but especially in your part of the world and and as you go farther into the to the like Mo, south mobile and and down into the panhandle and stuff it's just vicious it's it's a yeah, plant well, that it's a plant i wish that we hadn't imported i can see the gulf of mexico from my house so oh. you know where i am so oh <laughs> that sounds wonderful <laughs> with my pole saw and I'll just keep following that advice. I thought maybe there was something you could buy. To, to there really isn't. Things. It's a matter of just continuing to cut it down. Now, of course, you can cut it and, and put stuff into the trunk, and that'll help, but it's still going to try to come up. And just just keep after it, and it, you'll win, I promise. Your previous caller about starting his garden? Yes. You know, I, don't know where, I don't know where he lives, but uh, 
down here where it's hot and humid, the rattlesnake pole beans. Yeah, that's a good one. Isn't it? Our heat. That's a good one. He he's in Bolivar County, but I got to tell you, rattlesnake pole beans are great. I mean, I, I my, my our, our friend Trey in uh, Tupelo grows them. Well, he's north of Tupelo, but anyway, that it's a, a wonderful. He's one of our radio friends, and and a, brought me some a couple of years ago when I was up there. Wonderful, wonderful. So that pole bean, man, that thing is prolific. You're absolutely right. I recommend rattlesnake pole beans to everybody. <laughs> yeah, me too. You old people like me, we don't have to bend over to pick them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is bending over anyway? I have to take a chair with me. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> have a wonderful day. All right, that's great. Let's see who's who else this is. Who's in here? Jim's in this morning. Hey, Jim, what's up? Uh, we talked about the rattlesnake beans. I got a, a friend of mine. He's passed away now. He had problems with his stomach. He used to take him a pole and put it in the ground and go out 12 foot and plant running butter beans on it and put strings right up at the top. Mm-hmm. When he got ready to pick butter beans, he just went there. Like you said, he took him a chair and he sat out and he picked butter beans. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's a good space saver. I, I learned about pruning sitting down from my father. He liked dwarf shrubs, and he, after his strokes and stuff, he could still prune, but he couldn't stand up long enough to do that, so he would sit in the lawn chair and prune. It's really smart, especially when you're, you're, you have little kids running around everywhere. You know, you have to kind of be in a central spot for them, and that it helps with that part, too. So. Fun no, got, stuff. What's going on? Two things: wild roses, and then what you were talking about. Want to go about remembering? Yeah. But the wild roses. I, I live out in the country. Uh, the front of my house is open. There are houses out there, fields. But behind my house is wooded, and we, I got some of the prettiest wild roses growing back there. Can you transplant them things? It's difficult, but if you want to, um, the winter is the time to do it. So if you want to try that, this would be winter would be the time to cut them back and do that. So I should mark them in the summertime when they're growing, like yes. a ribbon, and find a root system. Yes, and then fall of the year, dig them up. And try. The other thing you could do, of course, is to layer because they got long canes. I bet you could lay the cane down on the ground and bury part of it and and root it that way, and then dig up that part. Thank God, Robert, about this remembering. Yeah. Now I'm your age, and you know you have two lobes of your brain. That's what the they right tell me. Right side, they say, controls the left side of your body. The left side controls the right side of the body. And there's a cord that's got a, the two lobes hooked together. And when you walk up to somebody and you see them, it's like a Rolodex. That right side, a click, and there's a picture. Yep, there he is right there. The left side's got the name on it. That's it don't right. don't ever quit rolling. It just keeps on spinning. Mm-hmm. The reason why that is, the cord come unplugged. <laughs> Yeah, some days it's like that, isn't it? Thank you, Jim. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> That's marvelous. What a great question. Marion Canton wants to save one of the trees. She's got a thicket with cedar, magnolia, and oak in it. Well, it kind of depends on what you want to have, but i got to tell you that I'm never going to turn down a cedar tree. If, it, if it's a magnolia that's not just a giant magnolia if you have room for it a magnolia is a wonderful tree to have if you have room for it an oak is a wonderful tree to have but the cedar is going to be big sooner so i'm probably going to keep the cedar that's just me but i'm probably going to keep the cedar the cedar um we still haven't heard from our gardenia person let's see 
what is what's Big Al doing? A rose bush. Thirty-five years ago, in oh my goodness, yeah, there there are almost. Um, that's a really really dark rose, and I don't know about the name of it, but I'll try and remember it. I did know it at one point, or heard it. I probably didn't know it. Um, five feet tall, two feet wide. Roses were almost black, velvety to touch, and had really really strong fragrance. Anybody know what that one is? Let me know. <laughs> Hey, Garden Mama. Yes. Um, we actually had a phone call earlier. Preston from Grenada called us, and he wants to know uh, how to prune blueberries. Um, how to prune blueberries? The first way is to wait until they bl- make blueberries because we pick we prune those after we pick the fruit and that'll be in june but the way to do it is generally speaking if it's a very young plant you're going to prune it as little as possible but enough to shape it and stimulate new growth so in other words tip pruning on the ends of the little branches if however it's old and hadn't been pruned in a long time you can take as much as a third of the plant off at a time and in one year and it will it'll it will still it'll be fine not a problem all right, let's see. Um, baseball starts. School baseball starts today. Yes, we can go and watch that. Absolutely. Let's see. Um, Brian and Meridian says that there's ladybugs all over the house plants all year long. Don't know where they're coming from. Well, they live here. And you see them either when they're hungry or when the weather changes. We do have two types. We have the, the type that don't bother us at all except that their numbers sometimes can require a vacuum cleaner to get them out of your house, or the ones that actually will bite you a little bit. They know it's not a bad bite, but it's unpleasant. They're, they, they're sticky. So you, I take them and put them outside when there's too many in the house. I don't vacuum them up and get rid of them because I want them in my garden. But I do have a couple of uh, places in the, gar- in the yard where they literally – I mean, they're just beautiful all over the roses, and I, I'm, I encourage them there which is another benefit, of course, of sustainable gardening practices that do not endanger the ladybugs or the pollinators or anybody else that we're trying to encourage. Um, Chris, you're absolutely right. That could help painting painting the tallow trees stump um, with a couple of those. Any of those products, actually, can help. But it's still going to try to come up around the base, and it's still going to come up from a seed, one seed that fell 20 feet away. <laughs> You're, oh, it's just such a mess. Let's see. Um, all right. I will. A, a, a cousin in, in Texas, Matador, Texas, t- wants to listen, and I will tell you it's supertalk.fm, but I will text that to you in a moment. Um, let's see now. Gosh, y'all are just killing me with these texts today. This is fun. Thank you. I don't know who this is. Oh, it's Chad, but I don't know where you are. Okay. What about it's the time to dig up rose bushes and transplant them as well as to prune them as well as to plant new ones. So all of that's fine. Um, it's it's time to prune first, and then it's time to also transplant or put in some new ones. Now, if you get a bare root rose and you're going to plant that, make sure that you have soaked them overnight and pruned the roots before you get started let's see um <laughs> the merloton seeds are enjoying the indoor temperature they sure would be today <laughs> thank you varnado <laughs> that's wonderful um let's see that the plant that you sent to me to look at jackie from brandon 
is one of the epiphyllums, a night blooming cereus, and it will. It looks like it's had a whole lot of nitrogen, so I would hold off on the fertilizer this spring and expect flowers in the summertime if it's old enough. It takes about three years. It takes about three years. Um, cool. All right. I don't know the answer to this one, but I'm going to try and figure it out. Oh, fun. Y'all are great. That C Spire text line is just rocking today, 601-879-4395. And, of course, the Super Talk call line is always yours, 888-808-8637. I am just tickled, and it it just pleases me tremendously to continue with the monkey theme today for just a moment. Um, You know, if you ever, there's so many words that we use that mean more than one thing. When we talk about, well, he choked under pressure, she choked under pressure, the team choked under pressure. We know what that means. And on Super Bowl weekend, that's always the issue. Is, is These are both great teams. Is one or the other of them going to not be able to pull off what they usually can just because of the pressure of this event? Georgia State University says, uh, well, being stressed about doing well may not be limited to humans. Kind of interesting. They've been studying capuchin monkeys that... <laughs> I had no idea, but they they do, in fact, live in groups at Georgia State's Linguistic Language rather Research Center. And this is the first one to explore whether other species actually experience that pressure to repeat something that they know. So they taught them a computerized matching task. All right. Some of those trials are harder with a better reward. And, yeah, kind of a timeout consequence from the game if they didn't do it. Others were just typical in their difficulty. So what they found was that there was a tremendous amount of variation in how individual monkeys responded to this particular set of activities when the difference in difficulty was removed. Um, In other words, sometimes the high stakes could fluster them in the same way that it can fluster us. Pretty interesting. Um, are you are you a, are you going to fly or are you going to fry as the, as they say? Well, in this case, it depends on the individual. That's certainly true. I have had a few interviews in my life where the person was so fun to talk to. I invited them to be interviewed on the show, and as soon as the red light came on, they couldn't speak. The good news is, we can teach you how to do that. So give me a call. This is weekend gardening. Choices our teens make on prom night can impact them for the rest of their lives. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Because vehicle accidents are a leading cause of brain and spinal cord injuries in our state, we have teamed up with the Mississippi Highway Patrol to show young adults the serious consequences of poor choices behind the wheel. To learn more or book a Please Return on Monday program at your school, please visit us at mdrs.ms.gov. That's mdrs.ms.gov.
That's right. Now you can play Wheel of Fortune practically anywhere. With the Wheel of Fortune scratch-off ticket from the Mississippi Lottery, you can win up to 17 times on a single ticket. The top prize is a cool $100,000. It even has its own second-chance promotional prizes. You can win trips, prizes, and yes, even more cash. Get your Wheel of Fortune scratch-off tickets today and have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. If you love hunting, fishing, and ag, don't miss the Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, February 11th through the 13th. At the Ag and Outdoor Expo, you'll find everything for the outdoors, rods and reels, bows, guns, and clothing, as well as tools and equipment for the ag world. The Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, February 11th through the 13th at the Trademark on the Fairgrounds. Brought to you by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, and sponsored by Southern Ag Credit. Visit MississippiOutdoorExpo.com. At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus for free auto battery testing and free installation, too, on most vehicles at most locations. See BatteriesPlus.com for details. It's that time of year when love is in the air and you just crave something sweet. Valentine's Day. Wrong! It's Mazda of Jackson's Sweet Deal Sales Event. That's right, all February. We're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right, 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 750 finance cash and 0.9% APR on Mazda CX-9s. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. In 2022, we're saying farewell to old credit issues and looking forward to your future our staff is ready to get you approved today 100 credit approval is our number one goal bring us your trade we'll give you top dollar for it so come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late at mazda of jackson where nobody walks away because everybody saves our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 i-55 frontage road north in jackson call 991-2222 today mazda of jackson.com see dealer for details with professional select models meet bob manetti in 2016 he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer Bob participated in a clinical trial that included cutting-edge radiation therapy and surgery. He's been in remission since completion. I'm Keisha Sharp. Since losing my mother to pancreatic cancer, I've been working to share the kind of -of state-of-the-art work being done by Stand Up to Cancer and Lust Garden Foundation. To learn more about the latest research, including clinical trials, visit pancreaticcancercollective.org. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Al was asking about a rose that he knew from California and 
The only one I can think of that sort of fits that description is one that was called Black Magic. But I don't think it's as fragrant as he describes. I know the, it was had very velvety petals, but I may be wrong about that. So I would say check that one out. And then the, the other, the next thing that I would do, um, there's a, there are a couple of California Rose sites that are good history. I don't know what they are, but I have, I've seen the site before. It's literally like CaliforniaRoses.com net or com or something but i would start with that because they have a lot of roses there that don't ever get anywhere else in the country some in some cases because it's difficult to grow them in areas that are either more humid or colder than southern california but sometimes it's just ones that were not didn't get to be popular anyplace else so you i would check it out that way and if i come across it i will tell y'all next week but that's the only one i can remember and i don't know i i don't think it's not an old rose. It's one that was introduced, you know, in the 20th century, but it's not considered an old rose. Let's see. Um, Papa D in past Christian has sent some soil samples to Mississippi State for the vegetable garden for a new area on our property three miles from the beach. Ooh, sounds good. And how long does it take to get the results? What can I generally expect to do? I was raised in South Rankin County in a farming family. Now I'm lost in black sand. I'm not laughing at you. I just understand completely what you're talking about. Um, what you're going to, what you're going to be doing, of course, in, in one part is checking for your drainage. That's not going to be on your soil test. But if you, if your drainage is there, it's going to affect what you do add. Your, your soil test will tell you whether you need lime, whether you need other nutrients, but you're, you're also going to need to work on soil structure. And generally speaking, what we're trying to do is get it to drain well enough to grow these things. In other words, not drain too fast. Sometimes black sand drains. Sometimes it doesn't. So I would check that out as well as whatever nutrients they offer you. I think it takes maybe a month or six weeks to get the results, but I could it, it could be a less less time than that um, because you're in past Christian. I would say. Um, Call the county agent or call um, when you see Gary Bachman at the store, ask him. <laughs> but you can call your county agent's office and ask them. <laughs> hey, Gary. <laughs> Gary has a new book out, by the way. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Oh, good. Judy's here from Lowndes County um, about the gardenia. This gardenia is beautiful. They saved it, and then it went through the ice storm. It bent over. It came back. And now a part of it is just dead. My suggestion is to go, obviously you're going to prune off the part that's dead, but since sometimes things can bloom after that terrible damage and it doesn't show up for as much as a year. So I would look at the base of that gardenia, and if you see cracks in those stems on that side that have died, that's your answer as to what happened. And all it will take is pruning it and giving it some fertilizer and hoping that the weather doesn't do that to it again anytime soon. But my that's my instinct, and that's exactly what it would look like if that's what happened. Doesn't look like bugs. Doesn't look like anybody hit it with a truck. You know, it just looks like part of it died, probably because of the cold damage that it suffered. Okay? Okay. Good question. Really good question. Um... How long does it take for shagbark hickory to bear nuts? Well, I, if it's from seed, probably takes seven years, five to seven at least. If you buy one that has been in a container, I would say three to five. You know, in other words, because it's already a little bit older once you get it. Okay? All right. Ben, you're in so-so. I hope you're well today. Tell me what's on your mind. 
Hey, good morning, Garden Mama. Howdy. Enjoy your, enjoy your show. Thank you very I've much. Got, I've got a new home site. I'm building a retirement home, and I'm basically starting with a clean piece of paper. I've mm-hmm. got the land graded and everything, and I've set my soil test off. I've got it back from Mississippi State. I'm looking at carpet grass or centipede. Mm-hmm. I need a recommendation. Also, I need a recommendation on privacy uh, bushes that I can plant by the roadway. Okay. I was thinking evergreens or red tip petunia or just need a recommendation. All righty. Um, carpet grass or centipede? I'm going to go with centipede because it is it's sturdier. And centipede, of course, here's the thing. Carpet grass is going to be terrific, but it is a it's more of a tufted grass and generally speaking we grow it where we, where others can't make it because it is it, it'll get a clump in there and hang on but centipede is a much better lawn grass and it has good it has really good results the the thing the only thing that'll happen is that in 2 years you'll call me and say I'm having to mow this thing I thought it was supposed to be low maintenance <laughs> and it is low maintenance but that's only relative to like Bermuda so you still have to mow it maybe every week or 10 days okay so don't 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 figure that I'm giving you something that's low maintenance and you would have to mow carpet grass too but I would go with centipede cuz it's prettier as well um the other question about a shrub, I'm, if you have room for it, if you have a space that's 10 feet wide, I'm going to put Ely Agnes next to the road because they're thick. All you have to do is prune the top of them, and they'll stay thick all the way to the bottom of their plants, and they'll absorb lots and lots of dust and dirt and noise and all that, and they'll be 8 feet tall in a couple of years. Ely Agnes. <laughs> Ely Agnes. Okay, very good. And your garden center yeah, may have a different name of it, but just tell them um, – well, they'll know Ely Agnes, so. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly close to a, a major road, and I, I need something, uh, like you said, to kind of muffle the noise and give me a little privacy. Yes, and they'll, they'll be dense, and they'll, they're, they're really good at no, noise absorption, and they take a whole lot of dust without getting damaged. Okay. Very good. Thank you Thank much. You. Take care of yourself. You know, that's one of those things when you when you start a new place, you really do want to put the pieces in that are going to make sense to you going down the road. And if you buy three-gallon Eliagna shrubs, they'll be like three feet tall out of their pot. And in another two years, they'll be at least, they may not be as tall as you are by that time, but they'll be thicker than most anything else that you would plant in that space. Um, let me see. All righty. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe so. Y'all are funny. That's some good questions and good good comments this morning, y'all. That's fun. Not all suitable for a family discussion, but there it is. I have a couple of things going on, and I'm, I don't know if anybody grows gloxinias anymore, but I wish we would. Gloxinias are kind of... Um, well, they have furry leaves like an African violet has, but their leaves are really big. And they have trumpet-shaped flowers. You'll see them in florist shops. You'll see them sometimes in grocery stores that have a flower section. And you, they're just a lovely, lovely flower for indoor gardening. You can grow them under lights. You can grow them in a really bright window. Either way works. But at this particular point, you, if you got one for Christmas, for example, it would have bloomed out by now. So it's it's going to be 
difficult to uh, tell you what to do. If you if you have an older one, this may not apply to you. But if you have one that has just begun to stop blooming, you need to let it rest a little while before you rebloom it. So cut off the old flowers, lay it on its side, let it rest for a little bit. Then um, about six weeks later, start watering it again. It'll be fine. We're going to ask for Danny from Brookhaven to hang on for us or call back. This particular Zoom hour has gone Zoom, and I'm happy about that. Appreciate y'all very, very much. Whether you're looking and watching, hello, yes, or whether you're just listening, which, frankly, is better, because this is theater of the mind, and I don't look so good. I appreciate you being with me here for a little bit more weekend gardening. Darkness all about, you want the screen shot. Carry on, carry on. Don't cry, Look at where you've been Everybody knows You just need a friend Please, please, please Go down on your knees Carry on Carry on Your head is full of doubt You can't see it Carry on customers a whole home energy upgrade the propane energy pod builder incentive program what's the propane energy pod it's a total home energy upgrade that combines high efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes not only is it good for homeowners it's good for builders too all propane homes on average are valued up to five percent higher than all electric homes energy for everyone propane visit mspropane.com Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our health care workers in their efforts, and help save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Parents Campaign Executive Director Nancy Loom is taking a stand on the Tax Freedom Act proposed in the House, saying the bottom line is that Mississippi can't afford to cut income taxes and fully fund public schools. 
House Speaker Philip Gunn told us that's simply not true. We have put more money in education in, than in the history of our state. We have put forward a two hundred, uh, excuse me, a, uh, a, a, a two million, two hundred million dollar teacher pay raise. That's just that's just misleading. The House plan would phase out state income taxes, something the plan in the Senate does not do. Senator Josh Harkin says instead there would be rebates. You would receive a rebate of up to five percent of what you paid with a minimum of $100, and it capped at 1000 For more information on this story, you can find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Why is agriculture so important to the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Well, one out of every four jobs in our state depends on agriculture, and it's a $7.35 billion industry for our state. That's a billion with a B. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. The choices our teens make on prom night can impact them for the rest of their lives. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Because vehicle accidents are a leading cause of brain and spinal cord injuries in our state, We have teamed up with the Mississippi Highway Patrol to show young adults the serious consequences of poor choices behind the wheel. To learn more or book a Please Return on Monday program at your school, please visit us at mdrs.ms.gov. That's mdrs.ms.gov. One of many bills being debated right now is designed to help out Mississippians that work from home. As Representative Jansen Owen points out, most startups begin in the home, but sometimes local ordinances place limits on them. Um, there's one city that says, you know, you can't have more than 20% of your house taken up with your business. There's even some that says you can't do retail sales from the home. So my mother used to do, you know, the, the Mary Kay parties. So those, in, in some towns, it's actually illegal for you to have a Mary Kay party at your house and sell Mary Kay makeup from your home. The Home-Based Opportunity Freedom Act passed in the House, and now it's being considered in the Senate. If you want to start a, a business in your home, as long as, it, of course, you know, the noise ordinances and all of that stuff, you know, would come into play, but they're not going to outright restrict you from, from being able to exercise the freedom of making money from your house. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. In Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. As we head down the backstretch of basketball season, Mississippi State is on the road at LSU to take on the Tigers in Baton Rouge. 7 o'clock is the tip-off there. 6.30 is the airtime on the MSU Basketball Network. Then Ole Miss travels to Missouri to take on those Tigers. 7.30 tip-off, 7 o'clock airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network. Other action, SEC Arkansas is at Alabama, Texas A&M is at Auburn, South Carolina at Georgia, Florida at Kentucky, Vanderbilt is at Tennessee. The standings in the SEC, Auburn still leads the SEC, even though they lost their first conference game this week. They're 10-1. Kentucky is 9-2. Arkansas and Tennessee are 8-3. Florida is 6-5. Mississippi State is 5-5. LSU and Alabama and Vanderbilt are all 5-6. Texas A&M, South Carolina, 4-7. Missouri is 3-7. Ole Miss is 3-8. And and Georgia is 1-10. This is Supertalk Sports Mississippi. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. 
This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. The choices our teens make on prom night can impact them for the rest of their lives. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Because vehicle accidents are a leading cause of brain and spinal cord injuries in our state, we have teamed up with the Mississippi Highway Patrol to show young adults the serious consequences of poor choices behind the wheel. To learn more or book a Please Return on Monday program at your school, please visit us at mdrs.ms.gov. That's mdrs.ms.gov. Tomorrow is Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl 56 will kick off at about 5.30 our time between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. And for the second year in a row, the host team, the Rams, is in the Super Bowl like Tampa Bay was last year. Whether they'll pull off the win or not remains to be seen. They're a four-point favorite in the game. Mississippi players that are in the Super Bowl for the Rams, running back Cam Akers out of Clinton, Mississippi, but he has been injured this past week and hasn't practiced a lot. The running back also, Daryl Henderson, out of South Panola and South Panola High School, is also coming off the injured reserve list as well. For the Cincinnati Bengals, it'll be Mike Thomas, wide receiver out of Southern Miss, and Mike Hilton, cornerback out of Ole Miss. And they'll kick that game off at 5.30 tomorrow afternoon. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. My goodness. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. This just sounds like a beautiful place. I love when y'all write to me and describe what you're doing and what's going on on your property and in your gardens and whatnot. Um oaks and pines and this is the shag bar kickeries that we're talking about um I, my my concern because this is such a large area and so many trees it's difficult to get out and start fertilizing those things but the, the trees are 10 years old at least they should be making hickory nuts by now so yep i'm gonna say do a little fertilizer to at least some of them this year. And then if it turns out to be beneficial, you can go back next year and fertilize more of them, of course. Um, let's see. I, I think I would, because you obviously have plenty of nitrogen, you've got healthy trees and lots of growth. I would look for 0-20-20. And failing that, I would get a tree formula, tree fertilizer that's something really low, like 5 Twenty twenty or five ten ten or something like that, as as low as possible in nitrogen because you've obviously got plenty of nitrogen and I don't want to encourage them in that direction. I want to encourage them to make nuts. So do that. Okay. Okay. Really good questions today. On now to Danny from Brookhaven or in Brookhaven. Hey Danny, what's on your mind? Thank you for hanging on. Yes, ma'am. Got a question with my azaleas. Mm-hmm. Uh, grew like crazy. Did wonderful all summer. And then towards the end of the summer, the fall, it got dry, real dry. And I noticed that some of my azaleas have just, the leaves are not as plentiful as they were. And they're getting a little yellowish tint to them. Mm-hmm. 
I put fertilizer on them during the fall, just didn't know if there was something going on. It didn't hit all of them. It's almost like different varieties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, some are certainly more subject to drought than others. And, yes, drought's a problem for azaleas because they're they're one of those plants that they depend on sort of the shade of another tree and a, and a little bit of water runoff to, to keep them alive. But... Um, yellowing leaves is usually an indicator that you needed to fertilize. You did that. And I, I just don't, there's not really much else that you can do right now if you've not seen any bug problems, if you've not experienced leaf spot, you know, any of those. If those were happening, I would tell you, I'd be telling you to get on the oil bandwagon with me and spray horticultural oil on them, and it still wouldn't hurt. But I think you've done what you needed to do to help them recover apart from the fact that this is a very, very dry winter. And, you know, it's hard to haul water to shrubs. <laughs> Believe me, I know. <laughs> so Yes, ma'am. Well, uh, I think I will try the oil just for... It doesn't hurt. As a preventative. Wait until it rains and then get out and spray them with horticultural oil after it, rain, after it rains, because then you'll know that they've been watered. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I look forward to hearing more about it. I'm sure that they're beautiful. There's always, there's something about azaleas that we just really like in this part of the world. Unlike tallow trees, they are not a, an invader. They they came in and they, they displaced some things, but we have to plant them. They don't spread on their own really very well. So that's the good news. Jody in Harrison County, we're staying on the Gulf Coast today. I'm so happy to hear from y'all. What's going on today? Hey, Miss Nelly, um, I can barely hear you. Uh, uh, so I, I'm assu- I heard Harrison County, so I'm assuming you're talking to me. Yes, sir. Um, okay. How you doing? Really well, thank you. All right, great. It's not cold. Hey, I'm at- you're cold. <laughs> it's not cold. Oh, no, tonight, no, I'm, I'm- if you asked me tonight, I would say I'm cold. But to- today, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> um. Ms. Nelly, I have a new patch of ground that I'm going to plant potatoes in. I'm going to plant them this weekend. Mm-hmm, good. Um, this area has never been planted. It hasn't had, uh, it's a pasture. It's never, I mean, it hadn't had trees on it since I was a little boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you don't know the pH because I don't know the pH, but I, I need to. Does it, well, does it grow weeds? Does anything grow there? It grows grass. Well, yeah. you're you're going to be okay for at least the first year of potatoes or any anything else like that that you'd want to grow. Yeah. If you had told me that it won't grow anything and that it's all pine shade, I'd be worried about you because the pH would probably be too low for the potatoes. But because it's able to grow grass, that's kind of, it's close enough to moderate. And and what we oftentimes will say is most soils in Mississippi, not all of them, but most soils in Mississippi need to be limed about every third year because we tend to have such an intense acidification in our, you know, both in the barks that we put into the garden, but just the way our soil is. It's old, and that's how it, it, it ages into a more acid condition. But if, you, if you're growing grass in that section and it hasn't had potatoes before, you're going to be fine. Now, you still need to fertilize the potatoes, but the soil itself will be fine. You know, I've been growing things all my life. I'm 60 years old, and, and, and but it's been so long since I broke up new ground. My, my question was just a rough estimate. Um, it's an it's a area that is going to be 50 feet by 36 feet. Mm-hmm. Roughly, how much lime would I need to put introduce to it 
initially to to make sure that it's not too acidic? Oh, that's a trick question because oh. I can't possibly tell you. But if you want to lime it, if, if you're going to lime and you're going to lime a little bit, the the old folks, and I mean the people that I learned from, and I'm older than you, <laughs> would say put it out like so that you can see it, but it's not deep like a half inch of lime on everything, turn it over, wait a month, and you'll have gotten some effect from it. I don't even know if that's true. But I do know that if, you, if you're going to lime and you want faster release, go ahead and use a pelletized product rather than a powder. And if, you, if you're going to put it out, put out a little bit and, and, and get, a, get a soil test, put out a little bit and then see what happens. Okay. Well, I can't really do the soil test because I'm going to plant them tomorrow. So, but I mean, I, what I think I want to do then is just make sure that I can see it over the ground, and you got a good idea that that'll probably work for me. Well, that's what the that's what the old folks would tell you. They were they were not so big on soil tests because they were they were not available at that time. So they would they would tell you to put out a half an inch before a new vegetable garden. But that's so random. You know, that's, I mean, and, and if, if I'm doing this and I'm you and this, at this point, I'm, I'm digging this soil up and I, I would probably do that. I'd probably put a half inch of lime in the bottom of it and let it, and see what happens. It's not going to hurt it, but you may not need it. Okay. Well, thank you, ma'am. You All righty. I can't night. wait. What variety of potatoes are you growing? Well, I'm not sure about the red potatoes because I'm planting them because my mama bought them and she loves them, mm-hmm. but I'm planting uh, Yukon Golds. Oh, that's fun. Are the are the are the um, red ones the little ones that you would harvest like new potatoes? Yes, ma'am. It's probably uh, red Lasota. That's the most available one. Yeah. Red Lasota is my favorite potato of all, anyway. Oh yeah, they're better eaten. The, mm-hmm. the only reason I'm planting Yukons is because they're more versatile, you know. Well, I'm always going to grow at least one white and one red if I'm doing this. Now, I will tell you that I have grown when when my kids were little and I was trying to get them interested in all of this. We grew purple potatoes, and actually, well, the name of the variety was Caribbean Blue, and they they were they were really purple. <laughs> that was fun. I didn't think they tasted as good as these others, though. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I I, I personally, uh, I love, the red potatoes were my favorite, but Yukon Gold would come in a close second. Yeah, it's a good potato. They're, just, they're, they're more flavorful than a white potato would be, you know? It's a good potato. And, yeah. Sure enough. Well, thank you, Miss Nelly. Thank you. Let me know how it goes. Appreciate hearing from you, Jody. Take care now. Um, let's stay on the phones. We've got time here. Let's go to Mike from Petal. Hey, Mike, what are you growing today? Hey, good morning, the mom and garden. Uh, Howdy. Garden mama. I'm sorry. Uh, I want to transplant a native hickory tree, uh, and uh, I have one located. The size of it probably is, um, the trunk of it is probably about the size of a man's index finger, mm-hmm. and it's probably about six feet tall. Now, how much of that root ball or the roots do I need to try to get? And also, does a, does a hickory have a tap root so that I, when I start digging it up, I'll know to go deeper for that mm-hmm. tap root? Mm-hmm. Hickory is like pecan. They are not dependent on a tap root, but they do have a very central, you know, deeper roots in the center than they do to the side. I'm going to go out um, a small tree like that six feet tall, I'm going to go out at least a foot, if I possibly can, in other words, six inches on either side of it, maybe a little bit more, and I would like to go down the depth of a sharpshooter shovel, 
which is going to be about at least 18, 24 inches. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Also, would I need to uh, uh, prune the trunk back some since it's a, it's almost like a straight straight trunk, no branches coming off of it or anything, or just let it grow this this year and then take a look at it next winter. Seedlings are so versatile. You know, they're they're different one from the other. I would more than likely I would. Mm, gosh, I hate to say what I would do because I'm known to you know be a little bit crazy i i would let it i would put it in and, and let it leaf out first before i did any pruning okay now on the other right. hand if y'all are listening y'all are getting those bare root trees from the arbor day f- festivities here and there those you do need to prune but this one's going to have roots on it so <laughs> right. it's a little okay. different okay I, well, since it's uh I may just wait until next winter to prune on it because uh, it's going to be going through a lot of trauma anyway, and uh, uh, just may let it go. Yeah. Uh, and now on the other hand, when you get it transplanted, if it just wilts over, if it just keeps falling over because the top can't be sustained by the amount of roots you were able to get, you can prune it. But I would like to let it leaf out first and see if it isn't going to go ahead and put out some new branches when you get it into a new spot. Right, right. I'm going to I'm going to stake it and uh, and brace it with uh, wire and, and uh, you know water hose kind of you know mm-hmm. to keep it straight uh, and uh, uh, so that, uh, that that's, well, that's what and that's real important it's it, it's good to stake a tree when you when you transplant it like that but do be aware that you don't want it to get dependent on that stake so be sure that you feed it not too much nitrogen feed it some 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 tree food. And give it a chance after this, say maybe midsummer, un- untie it and see if it can't stand up by itself. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I do love those uh, those uh, colors in the fall. That's beautiful. Why I want to put one in my yard. Just beautiful. Thank you for calling. Appreciate okay. that. Thanks, Mike. He's right. Gorgeous tree. Just lovely, lovely tree. Back over on the text line this morning. Um, to fertilize the gardenia what and when i'm going to fertilize the gardenia when the new leaves begin to poke out and this is one thing where i'm going to use the specialty fertilizer made for azaleas camellias gardenias in other words the acid loving plants i think that will make a big difference in this in in this one's recovery um that's funny y'all are so funny Oh, my goodness. Oh, very well. Bill, let's see. Um, Mike in Madison has rooted some azalea cuttings last summer. They wintered well, but they're very small. Should I leave them in pots or transplant? The, the, the best time to transplant will be next winter, not this winter. If they're small and anything, you know, if you can be, if they can be stepped on, run over by a lawnmower or hit by a string trimmer, you would be better off to con- put them in a container and transplant them into the garden when they're a little taller, maybe a foot or two feet tall. Okay. Um, it, it, two feet is even better. But that's great. Good on you. Azaleas are not the easiest ones to root. And we, we do root them in the, in the springtime. But it's oftentimes late spring. What we're looking for is that semi-hard wood. And that's great. That can occur anytime. Um, I don't understand grow zones. Are they east to west, longitude and latitude? They're, they're literally lines across the, <laughs> the map. 
Um, go, I'll, I'll get the link and send it to you, but it's basically USDA.gov, and then you search in there for the growing, for the for hardiness maps. And But they run, for example, our Zone 9 starts south of Hattiesburg. Zone 8 starts north of Jackson. You know, it's, it, but, it, but it all depends on that individual area as to which zone it falls into. You get into northern Georgia, and they're, they're steady seven, just like eastern Tennessee is, because it's so much higher elevation. But I'll send you that link. Um, oh, Greg and Nettleton is way too industrious this morning. <laughs> Let's see. Alvin's and Brandon, if my soil is still wet, will seed potatoes um, rot? Probably. And you bring up why many of us grow those potatoes in some container of some sort, um, particularly so that we can control that wet, how wet the soil gets. But it, if it's digging, if it can be dug, then it can be planted. So as long as it's not sticking to your shovel like glue, you can dig it and plant. But if it is, go to a container, get a big pot, any kind of thing. The, the ideal for this is the, the tub with the holes all around it that comes out of an old washing machine. I don't have one of those. You might. But that that works really, really well. Because what you're doing is putting in some soil in the bottom. You can grow leeks like this, too. You're putting some soil in the bottom, starting the plants in there, and then as they grow, you increase the level around them of soils and leaves so that then they've got a place to put out and send out their potatoes. Good question, though, Alvin. You're absolutely right. Um, Let's see. Have four arborvitaes. I don't know where this is. Two look great and two are yellowish, different beds, but the same um, plants. Can I fertilize during the winter? No. It, it may still be winter, but late February. Um, you may, you can fertilize before the official start of spring, but you're going to wait. You're going to want to wait until late February, unless you're in the very northern part, Batesville. Well, yeah, late February, early March is still okay. Still okay. I love arborvitaes. Beautiful, beautiful plants. They're um, they're one of the things that you can actually keep in a container, or you can grow into a gigantic plant. They 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 have a good they're very adaptable. I like that. I like that about arborvitaes. They have a lot of other common names, but um, that's probably the one that most people know. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day coming up, folks. Um, I hope you know that it's time to. Uh, Take care of the one you love or the one you like to love. <laughs> little gift never hurts, does it? But I also have to tell you, we've got news coming in today about not only does gardening take guts, but it turns out that so does love. Talk about that. Take more of your questions, answer your phone calls, and rock on with Weekend Gardening.
This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. That's right. Now you can play Wheel of Fortune practically anywhere. With the Wheel of Fortune scratch-off ticket from the Mississippi Lottery, you can win up to 17 times on a single ticket. The top prize is a cool $100,000. It even has its own second-chance promotional prizes. You can win trips, prizes, and yes, even more cash. Get your Wheel of Fortune scratch-off tickets today and have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. At Green Home Solutions, we make air better. Indoor air pollution can cause health risks such as asthma, eye issues, itchy and sore throats, respiratory problems, and skin irritations. Green Home Solutions provides you the indoor air quality you want for your home or business without indoor air pollutions and without the use of harmful chemicals. Create a balanced, healthy, and clean environment with Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Call me, owner Michael Keaton, at 601-988-7840 or look for us on Facebook. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Dream. The new degree of comfort. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-213-5757. 800-213-5757. 800-213-5757. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. 
601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. You know, sometimes things are, um, sometimes things just fit. I dreamed last night about being on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi, where I spent every childhood of my, every summer of my childhood. And today we've had a bunch of calls from that part of our world. I I can't tell you that I'll be dreaming about Tupelo tomorrow, but I, I would love to also hear from y'all, as always. But it's just interesting. I, um, I'm, I'm getting to be a better – my memories that they're crowded, as we talked about in the story from the research now, are, are, are a lot crowded, but the ones that are clear are clear. And the Gulf of Mexico and other bodies of water, but particularly the Gulf of Mexico – Hold me close, and I'm I'm happy to say that that's uh, that's a Valentine just to hear from y'all. Thank you very very much for that. So it is Valentine's, folks. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I hope that Johnny's not setting himself a task. He wants to know if the the crepe myrtles in this uh, picture are too close together. The answer is yes. But then what are you going to do? You know what are you going to do? Just the point is they won't get they won't be thicker. They won't get thicker trunks if they're that crowded, but you could certainly grow them that close together. It just is going to take more water and fertilizer than it would if they were a little further apart. Um, that, that that looks to, they're about the distance from your front door of your vehicle to your back tire apart, and that's four or five feet. That's not quite far enough. Okay, they should be further apart than that in order to get their full size and shape. Not that we don't prune them into whatever size and shape we want them to be, but that's they should be they should be a little bit farther apart. So University of California, San Diego didn't have anything else to do, I suppose. But um, they've been measuring the molecules released from your gut after a protein rich meal. Well, it's not actually you that they're studying. They're studying insects, of course. However, the focus of everything switches in this particular mechanism and it has to do with this particular molecule. So this is very exciting. We understand um, and I'm not going to be I'm, I'm always known for being perfectly appropriate for anyone to listen to but let's face it a nice dinner out together oftentimes does perhaps make things a little more romantic and a little more, um, the chemistry is a little bit better, shall we say, if the meal has been pleasant and the experience of that has been pleasant. It has to do with getting to know the person, okay? It has to do with spending time. And that, in fact, can trigger the desire for a little bit more. And, in fact, in working with insects and publishing in the journal Nature, the researchers found that protein-rich food triggers the release of the signaling molecule that is, in fact, the one that says, hi, I love you. And it's your gut. It's not actually your head. It's not your heart. It's not what you think about things. It's what's going on in your gut. Perhaps that's why we say some things are chemistry and some things are not. But in this case, the gut-to-brain connection that we talk about all the time here, gardening takes guts, 
if you if you're taking care of your gut, your brain's going to work better. All of these things that we understand that we've seen the research from, and and hopefully we try to practice. I'm certainly not that great, but I do try. Um, we, we understand now more and more. It might even improve your love life, as we say. And and in this case, why not? You know, who doesn't love a nice protein rich? <laughs> I don't care whether you're talking steak or um, a seafood or, it, for, for those of you who, who are vegan and vegetarian, tofu is a very protein-rich thing, and don't don't flinch. It's delicious. So, if, so your valentine brings you flowers. Well, what do we do now? Okay, a couple of things. The first thing is you got to know that the water in that vase is, it needs to be clear. So if it starts to cloud up, you need to change the water. And at that same time, and sometimes this will be after the second day that they're in there. Sometimes it will be after the first day because you may not have cut the stems again when you went to put them. You know, you get exuberant. Oh, thank you very much. Let me put these in the vase, and then we'll go out to dinner. So you put the flowers in the vase. When you get back home, you need to cut them on a, a slant. Cut each stem on a slant. That increases the surface area of that stem that can take up water and the, the nutrients that you're going to put in, the cut flower preservative that you're going to put into the water, okay? It also is important to use a single edge because you don't want to bend the stem. You want it to be wide open, have as much surface area as possible so that it can stay there and take up water. And frankly, you can enjoy them for days longer. It makes a big difference. Um Commercial packets of flower preservative often come with a bouquet, but, you know, my mother put an aspirin in the vase. Later on, she would put a Sprite in the vase, you know, pour Sprite in with the water. None of the, that's, that's, a, that's, for, that's for a lemony, a citric acid thing. But it turns out that most of these products that you would buy are just a combination of sugar and citric acid and a little bit of bleach. So take Martha Stewart's recommendation and get yourself uh, per quart of water, a couple of aspirins, a teaspoon of sugar, and a few drops of bleach. <laughs> so it's basically one, two, three. One teaspoon of sugar, two aspirins, and three drops of bleach in a quart of water. Okay, think about that. That might work. And it does. I can tell you that it does. Now, if you will put the vase away from drafts, away from windows and doors that are opened frequently, and away from the heater vents, they'll also last longer. That helps, too. Plus, keeps the color better. Changing your diet can add, this This won't work for me, but Daniel's here, it would work for him. I'm a little past the age where they believe that this would actually optimize your thing, but if you can uh, go to more I don't, I don't know how to say this. My mother said, you have to eat some of everything. And you, 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 need to be, you need to practice moderation in all things, including moderation. In other words, there will be a day when all you want is french fries and that's what you're going to eat. But that's not the best day of your life. So be aware that you need to eat different things. <laughs> you know, she, she could have taken me at that point to a restaurant. She could have taken me to Delmonico's and I would have wanted a hamburger. Okay. I'm not that far from that now, but I do know when to ask for something a little bit classier. No, no offense, burger people. We're all, we're all here together. But, at that time, I probably could have lived on french fries, and she didn't want me to do that. <laughs> so she said, only sometimes can you do that. It turns out now, this is um, the University of Bergen and Norway and other places that have come together to do this research. The substantial gains that younger people can find from making a diet that is 
wider in variety are greater than someone like me. I'm already there. I already eat legumes and whole grains, and, and but I also eat meat and sugar and fat, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. But we have to understand that there are people, and you may know some of them, you may even be related to some of them, who don't eat anything unless it's either fast food or comes out of a package, okay? This is what we're trying to break through. Not because they shouldn't eat that, but because we should eat a lot of different things. And that, in turn, great, great models that have shown us how much we can add to our life expectancy, they've got an online calculator for this. If you did this, if you did that, how much longer could you possibly live? And you could possibly, someone in their 20s or 30s could add 10 years to their life expectancy. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'll tell you another way that they can add to life expectancy, and of course, and it's not nearly as fun as picking what you eat, but the University of British Columbia has developed an inexpensive, non-toxic coating that you can put on almost any fabric. It will decrease the infectivity of the virus that causes COVID-19 by up to 90%. I hope that they are putting this out. By, I hope there's mills generating this stuff by the boatload. Because obviously this is the sort of thing that we would hope for um, for for our healthcare people. And in fact, after they get through this first part of it, they're going to put it in a spray can so you can treat your own stuff. I hope it treats a lot of. I hope it prevents a lot of other things. And more than likely, the chances are good that it it it, it there are other things that it would control. But this is the one, of course, that are the main thing for us. For example, when you go to the hospital or when you go to a hotel and you want to be sure that the sheets are not not dangerous for you to to lie on or the pillow is not dangerous you can spray this stuff on it coat it and take a little bit of time then you don't have to worry so much um, adding to, to their personal protection pra- practices makes a whole lot of sense so they this is just really wild i mean you talk about we always understand that when we research things like this, they have to get pretty close to the dangerous stuff. And in fact, these were bacterial soups that they, yike, that they sub- submitted the fabric to. And then, which are the, the three things, three different things, one of them COVID, another's strep, and another is an E. coli, that they, they are, they're the things that hospitals have the most trouble with. So that's what they're working on. And I say, that's wonderful. Um, no bacteria remained after four hours in the tri- in the trials. That's great. That's wonderful. Very very good news. Um, I had oh someone stopped me in the grocery store. I was going to tell you all this and I forgot. Somebody stopped me in the grocery store and said, "Are you that woman on the radio?" And I went, "I'm a woman on the radio. Yes. I don't, I don't know this person. I know a lot of the people at my grocery store. I don't know this person." And and he said, "Well, um, I, I'm." I've just moved into a place here in the neighborhood, and there's all these clumps of plants that have black stems on them, dark, you know, flowers, no no flowers, no no leaves. Should I be cutting those down or digging them up? And I just I almost jumped down his throat to say, no, no, those are perennials. Here's the thing. Perennials can look really ratty right now. I don't care whether it's the elephant ear that's gigantic that we talked about last week you can take the leaves off of when they've frozen, or if it's something as simple as, you you haven't cut down the Clara Curtis mums and they're brown and sticking up like sticks or something like, you know, you can cut those things down. You can cut the dead parts off. But 
don't go digging, don't go getting rid of. And just believe you me, as soon as you start taking off the brown part, I've already noticed this, the the retibita, which is a reseeder, but I also have lantana, which is a perennial. And both of them, in terms of cutting them down, they've already started to grow again. So it, it's important to do it, but it's also important to not overdo it. Take off the dead part, leave the rest of it alone. <laughs> I like I like that, though. You that woman? <laughs> yeah, that's me. That is me. Interesting stuff. Um, I, I don't know, Greg. I don't know. I can't tell you that one. <laughs> Thank you, Trey. I will take that. I'll take Snoopy as my Valentine today. I appreciate that. This is a very cute meme of uh, Snoopy in front of a fireplace, which where many of us would like to be, along with his friend Woodstock. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. That's cute. I do really like, you know, I, I do really like uh, Peanuts cartoons and whatnot. I think those are some of the building blocks of my sense of humor in in some ways. So. Charles Schultz was the person, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but it was something close to this, that one of his famous ones, um, is that a, a, a lot of, you know, a lot of things are really good, but a hug and a kiss helps too. You know? So that's part of the excitement of life, right? Is that we have an opportunity to appreciate Charles Schultz's humor. He's, he's one of those people that just was a fixture, and I'm glad to say still is in many, many places. Well, Woodstock the Bird makes me think about these stories that I have in front of me about birds because, well, quite frankly, um, they're, they're related even though they're really not related. Nagoya University has been studying the way bird brains work, and just like we say um, – eats like a bird, and we imply that that means they don't eat very much. They actually do. They only eat a little bit all the time. But if if we're talking about bird brains, we're generally not thinking of deep thought. However, they have furthered their understanding to do, that tells us how birds know where the sound comes from. And this is actually an important thing. This is the uh, the difference between the single sound arriving at your ear and getting to your brain and coming back to your your consciousness. All right. The, they actually are trying to understand how mammal brains compute the time difference. They're working on that. And the the good news is that it's an integral component of sound localization for them to be able to do this. So we're very happy that we're now understanding more and more about it. Um, Science Advances is where you can read more on that one if you want to. Meanwhile, on the other end of the bird world, in the cockatoos, um, there we know that birds use tools. We, we see that, okay? But we also see that we're, they do more than we think. They not only have extraordinary abilities, the cockatoos do, to combine simple tools, but we thought that they, we thought only primates did some of these things. And actually, well, they actually do more stuff. Um, this is fun. This is really fun stuff. The cockatoos are playing golf, y'all. It's, it's not on the golf channel, but it is at the University of Birmingham. How about that? University of Veterinary Medicine in Vienna also says, pretty amazing how they invented not only the tool, but what they were going to do with it. They're playing golf. (laughs) Well, maybe the octopus's garden isn't so far away. Stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. I like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden. 
The choices our teens make on prom night can impact them for the rest of their lives. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Because vehicle accidents are a leading cause of brain and spinal cord injuries in our state, we have teamed up with the Mississippi Highway Patrol to show young adults the serious consequences of poor choices behind the wheel. To learn more or book a Please Return on Monday program at your school, please visit us at mdrs.ms.gov. That's mdrs.ms.gov. After a winter storm hits your propane-fueled home, look for the following safety stops. Power lines standing strong. Gas lines and tanks in place and undamaged. Chimneys, flues, and gas pipes, meters, regulators, and vents clear of snow and ice. Clear away ice and snow very carefully. High winds can shift snow and ice, creating hazardous situations by covering equipment. If you notice anything unusual, leave and have the property checked by a qualified service technician before returning. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Outlander at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Get high style without the high price. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today, starting at $26,095. And get up to $3,500 over book value for the trip. During the spring sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get thunderstruck. MSRP based on Outlander ES2WD. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply to retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 331 That dinner was delicious. What's next? Uh, I'm thinking just the check. Do you frequently have gas, bloating, diarrhea, stomach pain, or loose oily stools after eating? One or more of these symptoms could be a sign of exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. And it may be time to talk to your doctor. If you have EPI, Creon may be right for you. Creon, pancrelipase, is an oral prescription medication that treats EPI. Creon replaces enzymes you may be missing to help you break down food properly. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosis and colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Do not chew capsules or contents as this may cause mouth irritation. Tell your doctor if you have unusual or severe stomach pain, bloating, trouble passing stool, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, worsening of painful swollen joints, or allergic reactions. Other side effects may include changes in blood sugars, gas, dizziness, or sore throat and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Talk to your doctor about Creon, the number one prescribed EPI treatment, and visit gocreon.com. That's G-O-C-R-E-O-N.com. Or call 1-800-633-9110. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Attention! If you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Meet Bob Manetti. In 2016, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Bob participated in a clinical trial that included cutting-edge radiation therapy and surgery. He's been in remission since completion. 
I'm Keisha Sharp. Since losing my mother to pancreatic cancer, I've been working to share the kind of state-of-the-art work being done by Stand Up to Cancer and Lust Garden Foundation. To learn more about the latest research, including clinical trials, visit pancreaticcancercollective.org. hope wherever you're traveling today, the road is bright and that everywhere you're going, the sun is shining, at least for a little while, because I do read a few notes that tell me it may or may not be the case <laughs> later on today. <laughs> Can I talk to Keith in Tupelo, please, sir? Hello, Keith. Thank you for holding on. What's on your mind today? Is he there? Hey, good morning. Hey, Keith. Um, got, a, got a question for you. I've got uh, Fuyu persimmon tree in my backyard that I planted five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually got broken off about a year after I planted it, but it came back. And year before last, it had a few uh, persimmons on it. That I mean, probably less than a dozen, and they were they were decent size. Last season, that thing exploded. It had probably fifty or sixty, and some of them were bigger than my fist excellent fruit um i've never done anything to it it's just been planted in the middle of my backyard (laughs) i was just wondering if you've had any suggestions or recommendations to to do to it or not to do to it um because i'd like to have it do that again this coming season I think you have uh, you have seen the rebound effect. There was a bad bad spell, and then the tree said, "Wait a minute, I'm going to get this together. You know, <laughs> we're going to make a good tree here." The only thing that I would do is that I would give it some fertilizer when new growth starts this spring, and that's just because they the process of fruiting, particularly for a tree that's been through some stress, can actually be pretty heavy in terms of taking their nutrients. You know, they'll use up what pretty much what they've got. So I would use some fruit tree food, but that's all I would do for it. If it doesn't, one of the reasons that we saw some, one of the reasons that right now I'm having to rake more leaves from the oak trees around my house than I have hardly ever had as many to rake is because we had such a wet winter last year. And everything just got nourished out and put on all their leaves and therefore their fruit. You know, I have acorns that are hitting me in the head. (laughs) Everything made a whole lot more. If we don't have uh, if we don't have plenty of water, and right now we don't, but if we if it if it continues to be dry, you're also going to want to soak that tree at least once a week so that it can have plenty of water to use the fertilizer that you're going to provide for it. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, ma'am. It don't does. prune it. Leave it alone. I'll, I'll do it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I want to see the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Bye now. That's a wonderful tree, and it, it does happen sometimes, you know, um, that we end up with we end up with something that didn't do well, and then suddenly is well. But we have to say, well, what changed? And what changed last year was record amounts of rainfall in in much of our state. That does help with a lot of it helps a lot of things. Doesn't help with others, but in this particular case, it helped that tree get its roots going, 
helped it get enough um, other energy into it to be able to then turn around and make lots and lots of fruit. And, yeah, who wouldn't want that? (laughs) Who wouldn't want that? I agree completely. Well, this is the time of year, of course, that they study glaciers um, because they can't go and look at them. It's too cold in most places. But the studies and the computer models and all the data that they collected last year are being studied. Dartmouth College does this. Institute of Environmental Geosciences works on it. And they do have the journal um, Nature Geoscience, which is where they've published the worldwide survey of more than 250,000 mountain glaciers. Now, this is something. (laughs) This is a lot of research and a lot of work. It revises earlier estimates of the volume of the glaciers, and unfortunately they're revising it to where there's even less than they thought. Um, This is, of course, something that not only is a measure of the changes in our climate, but it's also a measure of things like water availability and power generating things, agriculture needs, all sorts of other stuff that apply worldwide to the amount of glaciers and therefore glacier melt and whatnot that we have. But how much ice is stored in the glaciers is a key step in this process. And now we understand a whole lot more about it. And there is less ice than we thought, which is not something they were hoping to find by any means. Donald's in Oxford, and he's got uh, something growing, which looks like looks like Harry Lauder's walking stick, but I could be wrong about that. It, it's a uh, it's a slim, straight trunk with really small, really sharp spikes on it, and it 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 looks to me like Harry Lauder. I, I'm going to tell you, you need to cut it down and and pull it up, dig it up too. It's coming up in the muscadines, and not only will get to you when you go to try to deal with the muscadines, but it'll also take away from their nutrition, and you don't need that. You do not need that. Wow, look at that. My goodness. I think that's what that is, but it doesn't have any leaves on it. It's hard for me to tell you for sure. But the Harry Lauder, the walking stick, um, I think it's also called Adam's Cane. It's not Adam's Needle. That's my yucca that I like so much. But Harry Lauder is a, another another really raucous plant that we can put we can use in a fence to keep anybody from coming close to us. It's pretty serious. Well, I started today with you um, on on chimpanzees and Valentines and an, an assortment of things. You all have absolutely broken the February record for phone calls and texts. Thank you very much. That's fun. That makes it such a great day. Entire full page in my notebook of your questions, and some of those were doubled up, so that's great stuff. I, I didn't want to leave without a little bit more information about our friends, the chimpanzees. Now, the the cockatoos are gra- grabbing their, um, their, their tools, they're figuring out what to do, and they've set up golf. Chimpanzees don't necessarily automatically know what to do with the things that they come across. The researchers at the University of Zurich have been using field experiments to show that they don't just simply invent nutcracking, you know, with, a, with another rock, okay, like we see them do. They teach each other. And, in fact, they have to learn these complex cultural behaviors from one another. Does that sound like anybody you know? Yes, of course it does. It sounds like us. That's how we learn culturally appropriate behavior. So it's more like us than we had thought before. But it's also true that just as we are, it's, part of it is because we're observing it now. 
Um, the other story that I was so intrigued by today was the mother chimpanzee that we've seen them. We've seen chimpanzees treat themselves with, you know, take take um, herbs or, or weeds or something from the ground and and rubbing it onto a sore part or, or a cut or something like that. But we've not seen it be prepared in the way that this mother did with by adding saliva to the bug and then turning about and using it on the baby. OK, in other words, we don't see other animals that treat other treat each other. That is the measure, really, of a superior species. That's why we are superior, because we know how to take care of ourselves and each other, too. It's not just making sure that you're okay. It's making sure that everybody around you is okay. And that's how we've been cracking the chimpanzee cultures, by watching that happen. And frankly, that's really how we have to crack our own culture. We've got to understand how what we do influences other people and affects them. And in this case, if... You're not feeding yourself yet. Please let me help you do that this year. Let me help you get started with just growing a little bit of food. Might just might just be that fuyu persimmon in the backyard. Might just be a one bowl of herbs that you're going to add to your cooking. But I'm telling you, we can all help each other. We can all do better when we work together. Hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day. You are my Valentine. Thank you very much for sharing yourself with me here on the program. And come back again next week. We'll do it again. It's Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our health care workers in their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. That dinner was delicious. What's next? Uh, I'm thinking just the check. Do you frequently have gas, bloating, diarrhea, stomach pain, or loose oily stools after eating? One or more of these symptoms could be a sign of exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. And it may be time to talk to your doctor. If you have EPI, Creon may be right for you. Creon, pancrelipase, is an oral prescription medication that treats EPI. Creon replaces enzymes you may be missing to help you break down food properly. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosis and colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Do not chew capsules or contents as this may cause mouth irritation. Tell your doctor if you have unusual or severe stomach pain, bloating, trouble passing stool, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, worsening of painful swollen joints, or allergic reactions. Other side effects may include changes in blood sugars, gas, dizziness, or sore throat and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. 
Talk to your doctor about Creon, the number one prescribed EPI treatment, and visit GoCreon.com. That's G-O-C-R-E-O-N.com. Or call 1-800-633-9116. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.